You are listening to Personal Branding Exposed with Megan McNeil. Each episode, we'll explore different areas of personal branding and how you can build, maintain, and leverage off your own personal brand. Here's your host, Megan. Morning, everyone. Welcome back to Personal Branding Exposed. I've been very lucky and I've been away for my birthday, so we've we've missed a couple of episodes. But I am back with Peter Corral, who is just like me. He's a, P- a personal brand strategist, so I am really excited for this interview. Now, I'm obviously down here in Western Australia. Peter is on the other side of the world, near Toronto, about a couple of hours out of Toronto. So we're going to have a look at um, how he got into personal branding and let's find out a bit more about his story. So thank you so much for joining me. Peter, how are you? I'm doing fine. It's uh, around eight o'clock in the evening and uh, just had supper and it's unusual for me to be doing something like this, uh, but let's go for it. <laughs> I'm so glad you could join me. This is so very exciting um, because I'm most people who know me know that about 18 months ago when I decided I was going to start this business outsourced marketing. I didn't really know anything about personal branding. It wasn't a a word I had bandied around. I listened to a podcast one day and thought, what's this personal branding this guy keeps talking about? I'm This is what I'm doing. So that's when I niched down and thought, nah, rebranding, personal branding is what I do and looked into it more. Peter, tell me, what's your story? How did you get into personal branding? Well, I'm actually uh, not even a marketing individual. I'm actually a business development guy. I've always been in business development and operations. And back about, might have been about 11 or 12 years ago, the cold calling just wasn't working, you know? Uh, And I was thinking like, there's got to be a way to to attract people, uh, get, get the inbound stuff working. So I literally, you know, just stooped into my creativity Uh, Social media was, you know, really starting to bubble up. I joined some platforms and uh, and away I went. That's interesting you say that because I I don't come from a a marketing background either. I actually come from a psychology background. So it's very much about the way people think and feel and why they do what they do. Likewise, you know, business development is very much about people to people. So it seems like a natural transition. Yeah, Actually, you and I have something in common there because that's exactly what I studied at university too. <laughs> ah, see, there must be something in that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Peter, if we go back to 15-year-old Peter, and obviously you've gone into university and you've uh, studied psychology, personal branding obviously wasn't on your mind at that point either, certainly wasn't on mine. What were you planning to do? I was actually uh, knee-deep in art. I, you know, I was still... Uh, still at school uh, in, back in the UK in Lancashire. And um, I was actually studying for my GCEs. You probably know about all about that coming from the other side of the pond too. And uh, I actually was an artist for all intents and purposes. And my lucky enough to have a really great mentor uh, in my art teacher. And I was really working, working things out with him. I, this, was the lead, you know, the least thing on my mind. But I remember the teachers, you're going to do something creative with your life. So I think branding is very close to creative. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What kind of art were you doing? What were you specializing in? I was actually, um, at that time, I was actually into art, animals and birds and actually painting, like actual paint, you know, like the, I, like I remember when I was even, five, six years old, I used to be able to draw a bird that looked 
like a bird. <laughs> so I knew early on that it was a, a, you know, a God-given talent. So I just, I honed it and I actually ended up going to, ended up going to um, Bolton Art College in, uh, in the UK, which is since burnt down to the ground. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I am not artistic in the slightest. Um, I used to actually get my dad to do my art homework and my art teacher would be so impressed with my homework and That's used that. to give me into trouble for messing around in class because she would bring out my homework and say, look what you can do when you're trying and you're too busy showing off in class that you can't do anything. And I'm like, no, I really can't do anything. That's just my dad. <laughs> oh boy. Now that is a, that's a crazy story. <laughs> it, it got me through just I didn't take um art uh, to a mm. level where I had to be examined, thankfully, because yeah, I don't think that would have gone down too well. <laughs> Not nice. Yeah. I peaked in nursery. <laughs> so please Probably. tell me you're still you're still an artist. You're still painting. I am. I am, I'm still painting, I'm very active. Um, it's something that I hope to retire to. Um, I've actually, I actually support, uh, we have a local art school here in uh, Dundas, Ontario, and uh, I support the fundraising and the, and the auctions that they offer. In fact, there's one just coming up in um, about the second week of April, and I've submitted a, a piece that I particularly uh, finished for this, um, for this auction. And um, I actually sell, I, surprisingly, I actually sell. I'm actually probably see something in the back there as uh, just behind me. I'm working on a big three foot by four foot commission. And it's a, a picture of, uh, of a, a village in the south of France. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's at its early stages, but I'll, I'll get to it. <laughs> so have you been there? Or are you taking this from memory or from a picture? Uh, How are you? How are you doing this? I was I was there in 2017. Uh, we we traveled uh, to the UK and then into uh, Provence and uh, stayed in a beautiful uh, village of Roussillon yeah. and then day trips to Gord and and uh, Arles and uh, obviously I went to see uh, the last place that Vincent van Gogh uh, lived in the um, sanatorium there and that was kind of that was kind of spooky for me because he's he's a guy that I've I've is a guy that I've emulated in my texture style. So yeah, oh, fantastic! Oh, I'm so glad you got to do that before this yeah. uh, crazy period of down and no travel, etc. So Peter, tell me a little bit about how you work with your clients. How does your personal branding work? Because I, I don't think that personal branding, you know, marketing even isn't something that's textbook. It's not like a lawyer or an accountant where there's a, you know, a straight line. You've got to go to university, you've got to have these qualifications. You've got to do it this way. There's not laws and regulations around us in the same way that there are for some professions. How does it work with you? How does someone work with you? Well, um, if you if you followed me at all, you'll see that my, my I have this tagline that says "You are your brand," and that is exactly what I work toward. Is like discovering the personal nuances and and unique values associated with the individuals in the company, not necessarily the company, but the individuals. Yep. Um, and you'll find that even the CEO of a very large organization has a way about them, has a way of 
managing, has a way of saying things, has a way of um, presenting things. And I want to get at that because that's the uh, unique value that actually connects with people. You can't get away from the fact that people buy from people. So the nuances of human interaction, here again, this psychological mixture comes into play where you know, you know, you do things because we're, we're triggered to motivated to, and, you know, we should, we should utilize even our smallest, you know, talent and, and expose it. And you'd be surprised uh, what that actually attracts. Yeah, I'm I'm similar to you, branding people, not businesses. And that's that's where I kind of came a cropper when I started my business. It was meant to be outsourced marketing. I was going into these businesses. They were normally service providers, so lawyers, accountants, that type of thing. And I was just going straight for the key people, um, for the partners, the you know, whoever the firm directors were, etc. And I was just branding them up because that's all I knew how to do from a, a not-for-profit background. I had to, like, I had no money. Like, there was no money in not-for-profit. Like, it doesn't matter. That money always goes, it goes back to projects and stuff, but not for marketing it. And um, to get anything out, it was always the CEO and the president, people like that, that I had to try and push. I had to build their brands because if it came out from the organization, it was crickets. If it came out from a person, I could get them on stage. I could get them on the news. I could get them on the radio. You could get some traction for them. You stick a picture even on social media and that thing's getting 10 times the traction that, you know, just a regular stock image was getting. And I had no idea that that was what I was doing. It was personal branding. But that you're so right. It's that whole branding of the person, not the organization. And that's I think that's what you've got to do. Like that's, you know, that's the best ROI you can get for your money is personal branding. Because unless you're Coca-Cola or one of these big companies that's got millions to just throw on marketing and go in different avenues, you're, you're kind of limited. Your resources will run out. Yeah, it's true. And even Coca-Cola uh, sold on experience versus taste. Yep. Right. Because you know, if you even if you were even if you walk yourself back, they're not that obvious anymore because I think there's been regulations against them. But even cigarette uh, advertisements and things like that, it was always about you know the perfect situation. They're driving the perfect car. You got the perfect model of a, a girlfriend, mm -hmm. and what the perfect cigarette? Like I, I, you know, but that's exact. That's the way they played with us, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, play on the emotions. Like anything that gives you goosebumps, right. you know. If you go to a charity event, if it gives you goosebumps, you're like, take my wallet, just take my money. You watch something, kind of makes you think twice. You know, again, you're scrambling to go and find the website so you can buy it. It's very, very much about emotions, and that's what I, I think I love so much about personal branding is that if someone's actually true to themselves and they are the best version of themselves, whether that version to me might be terrible and to you it might be amazing. And it's definitely about putting people offside, but also having these people who just are so converted because you're speaking their language. And that's the beauty of it. Whereas you can't do that with a company because you've got members, you've got stockholders, um, stockholders, no, that's not the right word, shareholders, all these different um people that are invested in it so you're speaking on behalf of a, a company whereas when it's your personal brand you're speaking on behalf of yourself and i love that yeah no for sure and even the shareholders you know today are beginning to understand you know that if you're going to raise money like you've got to raise money for the cause 
Like it's, yeah. you can't just like go out and say, oh, well, you know, well, we're a great little software company and uh, we're going to be amazing at this. And yeah, so there's a thousand of you lined up behind me waiting for the, my, you know, the next dollar. But if you actually connect with people and show them that there's some real value here in being on side with us, the people buy into that. Yeah, and I think Steve Jobs is a brilliant example of that. You know, they they got rid of him, they brought him back. The first thing he did was wanted to cut a whole load of lines, but they were also about to go bankrupt. So he knocks on Microsoft's door. Now, you've got to have a really strong brand, great relationships and be respected to be able to go to the competition like that and for them to hand over money so that your company doesn't go belly under. That's the strength of a personal brand. Like it's not... You know, Microsoft and Apple don't want the other to do better, but you want to be associated with that person. Like, there's just so much more to it than just a company. And I just, that's what I love about it. That's what gets me all excited about personal branding. And, and you know, you should be collaborative too. Like, you, like, believe it or not, you cannot do it on your own because you need an ecosystem to help serve, right? And in all honesty, if, you, if you're thinking singular, nothing's going to happen for you. I don't like, there's no 10 ways to do this or five ways to do that. It's an arrangement. You've got to get yourself out there. You've got to stand up on stage just like you are doing now. It's like speaking, like we are doing now for that matter and speaking for ourselves and speaking on behalf of the industry itself and, and, and lining up with the industry and, and, and talking about the industry very often. My best work isn't even associated with publishing uh, uh, social media posts. It's with engaging in other people's media posts that I get most attraction because they go, okay, there's somebody that's thought about what I just put out there. And they've been nice enough uh, to say something that's meaningful. And you know that, and when you do that, you become the go-to for the for the people. They, they go, you know, we can always rely on Peter. He's going to come in and he's going to say something because he's really interested in this in this topic or or this subject matter. Yeah, always showing up, and I think that. It's the same whether it's in person when you're actually um, able to go to events. I know we're very lucky here in WA, but for the rest of the world, when you're able to actually go to events, if you're continually showing up, you're in front of the same people over and over again. You're able to add value in those conversations. Same online. If you're adding value to the same types of conversations over and over again, you do. You start to get known for that particular topic that you keep harping on about, which you know, I think a lot of my clients get really... Um, kind of hung up on that oh but I talked about that last week you can't talk about something every single week you can have a new take on it you can have like there's a whole like range of different things you can talk with about within your topic but you need to keep talking about it and I think that's one of the hardest things for people when they're gets pretty like serious about building their personal brand is one actually showing up and putting their face out there you know this is your logo got to got to get it out there but they almost feel like they're being repetitive and they're going to start annoying people but if you are those people disappear but the people who really need to hear it they'll just be clambering at you because they need it true you have to remember one thing you know you shouldn't expect that everyone's going to respond or anyone, right? Because it, yeah. it's going to be somebody who totally resonates either with you as a person 
or with a message. Yeah. And there's a secret actually to boiling boiling down and, and even making repetitive um, information of value. And that yeah. is take the sound bites out. You know, like, and I think you probably do the same, but I know that when I do a, a, an interview or a podcast, it may last 30, it may last 60 minutes, but I'm gonna take a nugget of gold out of there and I'm gonna make something of it. I'm gonna repurpose it. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to blow it out on Twitter and on Instagram and then blow it up on, on, on YouTube if, I, if, if, I, if it's a video and, and just keep reworking it. And, and besides, in a week, people will have forgotten you if you don't come back <laughs> and remind them about this very important point that you made seven days ago. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. It's about showing up consistently. And I mean, everybody's consistency is is different. Um, you know, when you're in the marketing branding game, you have to show up a lot because you've got to practice what you preach. But for Joe Bloggs, you know, who's running a small business, it's about, you know, starting once a week coming online once a week, then, you know, upping that a little bit, because once you start to see things happening, it, it will work. And, you know, you're, you're similar to me. I see your content. It's very much quality over quantity because I see lots of, um, you know, different uh, challenges where it's like, oh, post every day for the, this year. Well, I'm not going to post every day because I know I don't have something of value to post every single day. I'll come on every day because I will definitely be engaging with someone else's content, but I don't have something to say every single day. <laughs> not that's worth listening to. <laughs> well, based based on my setup, I, I, I fortunately have something to say every day on behalf of myself and my clients. So because I, I do manage the entire scope and strategy behind yeah. it, uh, which involves actually even generating leads for the, you know, customers, right? Uh, yeah. I, I'm tied to revenue, end of story. And that's why I really get this. You know, I'm not caught up in the, the arts and the science of it, even though I enjoy it. I'm not caught up in that. I'm caught up in the fact that I want to create a relationship, a friendship, whereby somebody will actually reach out and say, you know what, I really enjoyed that. I'd like to know more about it. And where do I go from here? Yeah, and that's that's the best part of it, isn't it, really? Because you're commercializing yourself, you're commercializing your personal brand, which you take everywhere with you. And it doesn't matter whether it's your business or whether, you know, you're employed, that stays with you, which is fantastic. Um, I mean, I've, I've been talking a lot on Instagram this week with people, actually for the whole month, um, about social proof and being able to gather as much as you can, because you gather it now and it stays with you. It doesn't stay with the company, it doesn't stay with anyone else, it stays with you and it's something that's a third party that's actually saying you know what Megan's good Megan's worth working with which has got so much more value like I call it the cement of your personal brand is all that third party um you know we need all of that there's just yeah it's not linear it's not just uh I've done a post and I've showed up and I've talked about um LinkedIn today so I'm now the LinkedIn person it's just it's there's so many intricacies to it so it's fun yeah. There are, there are. The, the nuances of social are that you should be social. That's all there is to it. Like, for, for God's sake, say hello to somebody. Like, connect with somebody. like, it doesn't work on its own. You've got to, 
you know, it manifests itself because you've actually gone out and done something about it. You can't just, just keep posting pictures of, you know, great things. Like, for that matter, you know, you just do cats, do cat kitty pictures every day, and, you know, you'll get all kinds of likes and all kinds of follows, but it won't get you any business. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Now, what platform do you spend most of your time on? Are you on LinkedIn? Is LinkedIn your main platform? Uh, LinkedIn is massive for me. Uh, I have it integrated with uh, Twitter because uh, those those two things work really beautifully together. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, I spend a little less time on Facebook because it you know my clients aren't all on there. I mean they're more business to business yep. rather than business to consumer, and are usually selling services as opposed to products. You know, which yeah. is a little ambiguous, right? So you can't, you. I don't think a lot of people get that on that on um, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, I I am on all of them. I'm actually even on TikTok, believe it or not, because I, what I end up doing is I love the fun variety sense that you can get from TikTok, and then I repurpose it on my other platforms for fun. Yeah, but that also tells people then I'm not a, a stuck-up, stuffed shirt kind of guy, right? Yeah. Regardless of what you see here, the IBM's suit and, you know, and, and, and what have you, that, that, that's not it. That's not that important. I, I really show people, yes, I get up every day, I work out every day, I go have fun. Yeah, I go spend, you know, weekends uh, in the park and all that like that's what people are buying into is the real you and you are your brand when you do it that way yeah i like that um because i think it's really important it does give you it makes you 3d i mean link i love linkedin linkedin for me is definitely my money making network it's where i get um my big clients from instagram i'll get a few but it's not not my big clients but I just love it. And I still know that a lot of the people who work with me on LinkedIn are also checking me out on Instagram because it's real. It's a little bit more fun. Um, you know, LinkedIn is a little bit more curated as much as I try and make it as personal because it's all about the personal branding, etc. It still is a little bit more curated than Instagram. So I, I like to use them hand in hand. I have Twitter. Twitter's not a thing over here in Australia. It just never took off um, apart from in agriculture. Yeah. So oh. it's, yeah, um, the farmers are very loyal to um, Twitter because it was the only platform that they could use at one point that they had enough signal and, um, you know, connectivity to be able to use. Um, so they still use it. So, yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I've, I've, I've been long um, with uh, LinkedIn because when LinkedIn first came out, I was actually in executive recruitment. So you can imagine what yeah. I thought when my friend came back from California and said, Peter, I met this guy, this this uh, Reed guy, and uh, he's got this really cool thing, and it's like um, resumes on steroids. This is all he, this is what he said to me, and I said, Bring it on, right? You know, I'm an I'm a I'm an executive recruiter. I need access, right? Because I was a total headhunter. I was a real headhunter. Like, I mean, I literally went after the passive client. So when I saw this, I mean, I lost it. I mean, sign me up. I'm going, right? You know, and so, but it's been nice to see how it's transformed now. And it's like, it's a showcase for people. 
it's you know i look at it as probably the largest trade show in the world oh, with yeah. all kinds of special booths and you can go visit you can check in you don't you know you don't have to you don't have to sign up to anything people you know there's a massive passive uh, audience out there that you, if you just got to keep trying because i know that something you do is going to just click one day and and oh, yeah. And they, they find you, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a massive fan of LinkedIn, especially at the moment. I think the organic reach is massive. It's a digital extension of yourself. And like you said, there's that massive gap in the middle because you've got 700 million people who are signed up to um, use the platform. You've only got 3 million that are actually creating content. So if you're creating content, you've got a lot of eyes on your content because most people, like you said, they're passive. You know, you, and I, I have conversations, umpteen conversations with people who I have got no idea went near my content. I see them in person and they'll tell me about something I've posted because right. they've consumed it. They'll have listened to a podcast or watched one of the LinkedIn lives because they, they're just not, it's not like Instagram where people are double tapping because they want to like something and they're commenting, oh, you look fabulous or love that dress. You know, it's not that kind of platform. They look at it, they consume it, they move on. Um, and I think that's what's amazing about LinkedIn. I'm, I created a build your personal brand on LinkedIn platform program, which um, has been really popular because it's not about the, I'll get you your first 10,000 in the week if you just follow these tips. It's like, no, you know what, branding takes a while. Might take three to six months, but things will start happening. You just need to set yourself up like a landing page. You need to make sure that you've ticked all these boxes and get going with it because, you know, we. I think if you're starting now, it's it's not impossible to have some traction on other platforms, but they are saturated. LinkedIn's not. LinkedIn's no, open slather. And actually, even you know, if you if you uh, take the time to build yourself a corporate page, it's better than a website because instead of just being a repository for stale information, it's active information that's live that people are interacting with. And so it's a better backlink than most websites. I, I mean, web developers probably hate for me to be speaking like this, but the reality is I, I actually don't have a website. To me, that's a total waste of time because if I'm going to position myself as a personal branding strategist, and, and I want to be living in social. I don't want to be, I don't want to have to be spending administrative time updating a a blog, updating an article on my website. That's a waste of time. I want to be busy engaging with people. And you can do that from your corporate site in, co in, in conjunction with a personal site. And that allows you some leverage even between the two, even between the two profiles. So, you know, and you know that from, from, from the way you process your work. I see that. Yeah, um, I don't actually use my business page that much because I just don't feel it has the the same reach. Um, but I I do see value in a website only because it's our owned media. Like you own that. I think that LinkedIn right. is rented ground. Um, all of the platforms are rented ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. And I I love them. And don't get me wrong. Like I get value from LinkedIn. But if they turned it off 
tomorrow or they change oh. the algorithm majorly or you know of these 700 million people that are using it everyone just suddenly woke up and started posting content I wouldn't I wouldn't have that same cut through that I have at the moment and that might eventually happen because it, it certainly has happened on Facebook I I remember about oh, it'd be about 10 years ago I started my first business back in Scotland and it was an events business because that's what I wanted to do and I'm um, I started up a Facebook for this business that I was going to start. And of a town that had 6,000 people, I had over 3,000 followers on this. And then the next thing, my business evolved into social media. So I had half the town I was looking after their Facebook pages and they were growing. They were going massive, gangbusters. This was just taking off. I can tell you right now, I can hardly do anything on Facebook unless you pay for it. Like you've got to pay for the privilege of being seen. It's just a completely different place. And that was 10 years ago. LinkedIn will do the same. Like we've got a few more years in it, hopefully, but then we'll be on to the next thing. It's yeah, um, probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm uh, risk averse. So I like to have my eggs in a few ba baskets, but oh, like you, LinkedIn, where I get the most traction. Like I don't get that kind of traction on my website. I just, you can't, it's not got as high authority. Um, you know, like you said that your business page is more likely to be found than your website because high authority google likes it so much better but i'm just always wary well if it gets turned off or something changes <laughs> well we've had we've had some hiccups and in fact just a few weeks ago it was off for 20 minutes it went down because they were doing an upgrade of some sort and uh, and couldn't stand the weight of, of of the effort and like people went bananas including yeah. myself because you can imagine you know like i'm tied to it for yeah. a range of clients so I was jumping on Twitter and I was saying, okay, LinkedIn, like, and I put the screaming, you know, the, uh, the screaming voice, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. Uh, luckily I slept through it. That's the benefit of being on the other side of the world. <laughs> oh, man. I woke up to this and I was like, what's happened? What's this I... chaos about? And it was all fine by the time I got up. Um, yeah. But like social media, it's, it's a strange one. It's, it's so fantastic, but can you have all your eggs in one basket? Not sure. I mean, I know of a girl who, um, She's one of my friend's clients and she has a wool produce. So she makes things out of animal products. And okay. Facebook was her biggest um, marketplace, I guess you could say, what she was using to market herself. And because Facebook not that long ago changed things so that you couldn't do anything that exploits animals or any animal products and stuff like that, basically right. overnight she lost her marketplace and yeah. had to start exactly. again. So they shut her down. They actually closed close it down just based on rules. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we, we had that over here um, a couple of weeks ago as well when uh, our government had a bit of a fight with um, right. Facebook and all of our news channels just disappeared, which, you know, news channels, that's one thing, but a lot of our emergency services did as well because they came under the same, you know, news banner. And that's, that's where it's dangerous because a lot of our small local communities depend on them. So they can do it. They, you know, we've seen it in action. Like down here I've in Australia, I've seen it in action where I woke up one morning and, you know, there was just half the pages were dis had disappeared on Facebook. You could go on to them and it just said no content. Um, yeah. So they can do what they like and they can change rules. And they're, they're a business. At the end of the day, they are a business. They can do whatever they want that's going to work best that's for true. them. Um, but, yeah, to have that... 
have a having a balance you know that in person that social media that website that email list i mean it's a massive list where do you start and where do you stop yeah no i i mean you you have to do a little of something i liken it to uh the the advice that i used to give when you know when i was in the recruitment business like you have to do a little of everything don't expect me the recruiter to, to get everything together for you. Like I need you networking. I need you sending out resumes. I need you, um, you know, building pro, you know, building a profile, uh, uh on a PDF or something and, and mailing it out. And I can almost need you standing on the corner yelling. If you, if, if that, if that makes sense, because you no one thing is actually going to do it for you. Like you said, I, I no. like the fact that, of aggregating it across a number of different platforms is a really great idea. Yeah, and it works in real life as well because that's where people start to feel like you're everywhere. People will comment, you're everywhere, what a social butterfly. No, I'm not, I'm at home quite a lot, but <laughs> sure as hell looks like I'm everywhere. <laughs> uh, well, I'm definitely home. We're in, we're in still kind of like semi, we just came out of lockdown. Like I was able to go out, get a haircut last week, uh, which is great. Uh, so I don't even know what they call that anymore. It might even still be called red zone. I don't know. Red, grain, orange. I don't know. They've got so many colors for it. I, I, I'm waiting for the green light, I guess. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait for the day. I'm just hopeful that this vaccine is going to start opening things up a bit and we can all be a little bit. Yes, it's not not been a pleasant time to be to be around. <laughs> Not at all. And, and there's a lineup for that too. I mean, uh, right now you have to go online and register. And so you can imagine the weight and the bandwidth with like everybody and his dog is just jumping online, just trying to squeeze a squeeze an appointment in to get to get jabbed. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's as extreme over here unless you've got family overseas. I don't know that there's that same rush because we are so safe here that I don't think anyone's yeah. got intention of going anywhere unless they have to. Um right. yeah, so it's just a completely different world. Like we are so lucky over here. I've been very very lucky. So Peter, what's next for you and how can people get in touch with you? Uh, I, I'm business as usual. I'm actually where I'm. Where I'm. I'm kind of my my lip just got stuck to my to my tongue. <laughs> Don't you love live? I'm actually, you know, still evolving. You know, um, you know, I I've I've gone to um, got a little bit more aggressive with my my podcast um, uh, this year. It's a commitment that I made because I wanted to I want to showcase people. And I want to show, I want to show my clients that it's, it you know, it just takes a little effort, you know. Even if I have to help you, give you a leg up, because that's exactly what you pay me for. That we're going to get you out into the market. I'm uh, um, aggressively uh, attached to LinkedIn. I'm I'm there every day. I live in the domain. I have a Twitter account that's um, whose handle is Arts and Clouds, Arts very obviously obvious clouds cloud computing plus i love clouds because they're a very un you know unsettling kind of thing you know, like in a slight variance in the weather and they it could be rain it could be snow it could, you know i like the uncertainty that that they that they create and yet they're still beautiful um i'm on uh, like i said every platform and um 
Um, my email is real simple. It's peterg at youareyourbrand.ca. And uh, you can get right to me. I mean, I, I do some mentoring, uh, you know, for, uh, for young up and coming uh, entrepreneurs. And uh, so, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I'm at the stage in life, I'm full of advice, you know, and it's free advice. And I, I do give away a lot of my good stuff, but hey, that's, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I love that. And that's your choice and that's your right to do whatever you want. <laughs> right, absolutely. Thank you so much, Peter. I've really enjoyed our chat. I obviously love chatting to someone who talks my language because personal branding is um, is my thing and I love it. And, you know, it might be fairly new to me in terms of terminology, but I've definitely been doing it for quite a while and I love being able to pull it apart with anyone who will listen. <laughs> so well, thank you. You've embraced it really well, which is fantastic. I, 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 I love your energy and vibe around it. Thank you so much. So um, everyone who's listening, I will put Peter's uh, links in the show notes and you'll be able to get in touch with him and you can go and check out his podcast as well. Thanks so much, Peter. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to Personal Branding Exposed. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, then please listen to some more, but also share it with your friends and leave a review. I'm a pretty new podcast, so that means quite a lot for me and I really appreciate your kind words social media if you have any feedback or you just want to just want to chat really send me a message i'm normally found on instagram or linkedin they're where i like to hang out but i do have facebook if that's your thing and also on the website you can get my details there and you can get in touch thank you so much for getting this far if you want a little bit more though these episodes actually go out live every tuesday at 8 p.m western standard time here in western australia at 8 p.m which if you're in canada or america that'll be first thing in the morning for you so you can uh, listen over your morning coffee and if you're in the uk it'll be over your lunch break I speak to these amazing people every single Tuesday and they just expose their personal brands to us. They tell us what makes them tick, what motivates them. We hear their stories of where they've come from and where they are now and how they got there. There's loads you can take from this, lots of uh, motivation and inspiration. Like These people are awesome and they really niche down. They know what it is that they're doing, so there's so much to take away from them. I have got this amazing lineup of people coming up, so make sure it's in your diary, 8pm Western Standard Time and the podcast drops every Wednesday. Till next time.